Testing, testing, one, two, one, two. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of As the Sports World Burns. My name is Tony Burns. Bringing you a few minutes of sports commentary using old school wisdom from a new school perspective. Or at least that is the plan. Hope everyone had a great 4th of July. Everyone's trying to stay cool with this intense July heat. Um, I've been... We just finished up two-week dead period in South Arkansas for the high school sports. Um, I took the last couple of days to take in some Wimbledon tennis action on the telly. Uh, only get into tennis once or twice a year, to be honest with you. I like it, but... It really depends on the personalities. Uh, if I see somebody that I can follow, get get behind, uh, you know, Naomi Osaka, somebody like that, and that just kind of, you know, it makes it easier for me to follow rather than just watching random people hit tennis balls across the net. Um, and this year that was the case. Um, really enjoyed Wimbledon. Um, it was particularly... Interested in the women's champion, young lady named Elena Rabakina. I'm not going to pretend I followed her career. This is really the first time I'd heard of her. Never really watched her play, but I kind of got sucked in by her story. Uh, This year, Wimbledon banned players from Russia and Belarus because of their involvement, because of those countries' involvement in the war on Ukraine. Um, and as luck would have it for Wimbledon, Miss Rabakina plays for Kazakhstan, but was born in Moscow, Russia. So is country that was banned for invading Ukraine. The champion is from Russia. Uh, she won the thing on Saturday. On Sunday, Russia quickly put out a press story acclaiming her as Russian. Said talking about she was trained in Russia, and I'm basically saying, making just kind of laughing, uh, turning everything to a political thing. And uh, you know, Russian won your tournament, even though we were banned for it and all that kind of stuff. And so, it's not really funny, but uh, just kind of. I guess karma. They shouldn't have banned the players anyway. Players can't. People in Russia aren't responsible for what Vladimir Putin does any more than people in the United States were responsible for Trump or Biden. You know, uh, so you know, to ban the players is was I thought was ridiculous, and I think I think it's hilarious that a Kazakhstan player from Russia won the tournament. They had to. Uh, uh, the Duchess of Cambridge had to present the 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 plate, the championship to a Russian-born young lady. Um, fascinated by the kid, I uh, see, or she's twenty three, I believe, twenty three, twenty four years old. She's not a child, but uh, she, she handled it 
first of all, she won the thing. It had no celebration whatsoever. They usually jump up and down or fall on the grass or fall in the, you know, run into the stands or throw the racket or do something, start crying, drop to the knees. She had no reaction. Uh, and she just wanted, she wanted, smiled, went to the net to shake hands. And it wasn't until much, much later at the press conference where she actually showed some emotion. Uh, and part of that, I wonder if that was had something to do with the whole situation of being a Russian in that situation. Because it was that you could just tell it was, what's the word? Intense, I guess. She, she was trying her best not to become a political pawn. Um, at the press conference, I watched the watched the press conference, and this was after two or three hours of, of media. And then she went to the press conference, and of course, of course, a member of the Gotcha Media quickly asked her the question, you know, we want to know your stance on the war. Do you condemn the war? And it's a sucky question. And uh, I felt bad for her because she it put her just in a, a no-win situation. Uh, and you could tell she panicked because she kind of, she started after, after two hours of speaking pretty decent English, she, all of a sudden she says, my English is not so good, so I'm not sure I understand your question, which was, you know, she was just trying to get out of it. I don't blame her. Um, there are many times I wish I could use that excuse as my English is not so good. But uh, uh, but she ended up saying, you know, I'm, you know, you cannot help what country I'm born in, you know, and all that. And they were insisting upon, you know, do you condemn the war? We want to know, do you condemn the war? Uh, this young lady's parents still live in Moscow. If you don't, if you learn nothing else from the Brittany Griner situation, you should learn this: that in Russia, they can arrest you for whatever, and they can keep you in jail for how long they want. She is not in a position to say anything against Russia. Okay, her parents still live there. She would like to see her parents again one day, and so uh, for this journalist, she want to call him that to to try to make her condemn the war i mean even if she, there was nothing she if she had said if she just nodded her head yeah you know affirmative or she'd said yes the headline would have been russian-born player condemns putin that would have been a big headline and her parents would have been in trouble <laughs> or could have been and so she there's no way she could say that even if she meant it and so she just said, you know, I think she said something about, you know, you know, we I, we want peace and all that, but she there's no way she could say I condemn the war. And um I just think it sucks that we put these people in this in these positions. And we have we we, we celebrate our freedom of speech in this country. But not every country has freedom of speech. There are plenty of countries where you could be punished very severely for what you say. And so to try to make these people from these other countries, you know, adhere to our standards and our, our freedoms when they don't have those same freedoms, it's not fair. And I, I, it just bothers me to see that stuff. Um, you know, she's not, I mean, she plays for Kazakhstan. 
Basically, I believe it was because Russia did not have the money or were not giving her the money. Kazakhstan paid for a lot of her training, and so she's played for Kazakhstan since 2018. So it's not like she just started doing this yesterday. She played in the Olympics for Kazakhstan. And and she's not the only one. Uh, Naomi Osaka was born in, is, uh, is an American, but she plays for Japan. Sophia, Sophia Kinnan, who won the Australian Open, was born in Russia, but she plays for the United States. Ayatom Yanovich, another tennis player, born in Croatia, plays for Australia. So it's, that's not, you know, her playing for a different country than, you know, having dual citizenship. citizenship. At this point, it's not a big deal. And so, and so for them to try to make her take a stand or whatever, you know, it's just BS. And I hate seeing that kind of stuff. It's kind of typical of today's media. I applaud the young lady not only for winning the tournament, winning the biggest tournament in the world, but for handling herself much better than I could have in the same situation. Uh, so Elena Rabakina proved to be a winner on and off the court. So congratulations to her. Um, Novak Djokovic won the men's title on Sunday, beat Nick Kyrgios. Djokovic is from Serbia. Kyrgios is from Australia since we're doing the country thing right now. Not a big Djokovic fan. Uh, didn't watch a lot of the men. I watched, I watched a bunch of the match today, but up until – or today's Sunday. Uh, I watched a bunch of the final. I did not watch much of it up until the final. But this is the tennis report for today. Uh, we'll conclude this with my top five female tennis players of all the times. And if you know me, you already know a couple of these. Number five, Garbinha Muguruza. Speaking of dual citizenship, she plays for Spain. One of her parents is from Spain, her not the other parents from Venezuela. So she but she plays for Spain. She's won Wimbledon. She's won the French Open. Not sure. She's in the slump right now. She's lost in the first round of the last couple of Grand Slams, but I like the way she carries herself. Big fan. Number four, Monica Sellis. Um most people know she was on her way to, to being one of the all-time greats before she was stabbed in the back by a fan of Steffi Graf. Just one of the one of the saddest stories in sports history. Uh, but when she played, she was absolutely incredible. Big fan of Monica Sellis. Number three, Venus Williams. My favorite Williams sister. Uh Incredible athlete on the court, but the way she held herself off the court and some of the she was a groundbreaker in many ways uh, on for the women's tour broke some barriers. Uh, so big fan of Venus Williams at number three, number two, Gabriella Zabatini. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, she was a U.S. Open champion, but. Um, a very exotic looking young woman. A huge fan. She was uh, a fan. I was a fan of her when I was much younger. It was more of a. Ah, never mind. I'll just leave it alone. Uh, number one, favorite playing tennis player of all time, Anna Kornikova. Kornikova. From Russia. Uh, if you don't know her, 
Go look at her video with Enrique Iglesias. You'll know why. Go look at her calendars. One of her calendars. Go Google her. You'll know why. Also a groundbreaker. She's one of the people who showed that women, you can make money off the court if you marketed yourself right and um, put your assets to good use. You can make as much money off the court as you could on. Big fan of Cornicova. With that, I'm going to call it a day. Thank you so much for listening. As you were.